Rainmaker FM. Copyblogger FM is brought to you by Studio Press Sites, the complete hosted solution that makes WordPress fast, secure, and easy without sacrificing power or flexibility. Feel free to upload your own WordPress theme or use one of the 20 beautiful Studio Press themes that are included and just one click away. Explore all the amazing things you can do with the Studio Press site, and you'll understand why it offers a lot more than traditional WordPress hosting. No matter how you'll be using your site, we have a plan to fit your needs and your budget. To learn more, visit rainmaker.fm slash studiopress. That's rainmaker.fm slash studiopress. Hey there, it is so good to see you again. Welcome back to Copyblogger FM, the content marketing podcast. Copyblogger FM is about emerging content marketing trends, interesting disasters, and enduring best practices, along with the occasional rant. My name is Sonia Simone. I'm the Chief Content Officer for Rainmaker Digital. You can catch me at least once a week over on the Copyblogger blog, and I also publish some more mindset and ranty stuff on my personal blog at Remarkable Communication. So you can always get additional stuff. Sometimes that's free goodies. Sometimes that's links and show notes for every episode by pointing your browser to copyblogger.fm. And that's also where you can grab the complete show archive. So sneak peek behind the curtain at Copyblogger. We get so many interesting ideas rolling when we have our weekly editorial meetings. So every Monday we all meet on Skype and every week we sort of go off on, you know, we, we nail down the, the content calendar and we do all the strategic things. And we also often go way off topic and start talking, talking about, you know, creative work and frustrations and favorite movies and all kinds of things. And this week it happened that we were talking about comfort zones and there were some ideas that came up I thought were really useful and interesting. So we've all heard this idea, we have to get out of our comfort zone, unless you are willing to get out of your comfort zone, you're going to spiral the drain and die and you're doomed and you're a coward and all the rest of it. So I don't think it's an either or, but I do think that it's an area that's worth exploring because this, this failure to get out of our comfort zone does hold people back. But I think sometimes the way we approach trying to do that can be counterproductive. So just as a byproduct of my career, which has been very interesting, I have known a lot of really very successful people. And I've noticed that some of those very successful people are really big on the just do it school. You know, they kind of talk to themselves in a form of boot camp. So, you know, get over yourself, toughen up, you know, a lot of the self-talk that honestly, if you said it to another person, it would be borderline abusive. And clearly this works for some people. Some people seem to be able to kind of smack themselves around a little bit and that clears their heads and it turns them away from whatever the, you know, the not so productive habit is that's keeping them stuck. So it's playing too many video games or getting on Facebook or whatever's keeping them from doing that work that's really going to bring them something worth having. So in the real world, you know, we really probably can't spend 90% of the free time that we have right now getting into arguments on Twitter or, you know, playing Minecraft if we want to build something amazing. So there is some toughness that is called for. Now, there's another group. In my experience, it's a much larger group of people who realize that if they're going to be successful, 
Keeping in mind that so much of digital business is almost a magic trick because you you take who you are and what you can express and what you know, and you turn that into products and services and that turns into money. So it's already kind of this amazing thing. And most of the successful people I know find that it's kindness and self-nurturing. So not self-indulgence, but training yourself with respect. Those qualities are really critical if you want to get anything done. And so the kind of boot camp and slapping yourself around, most people I know find that counterproductive. So thinking about this topic, I went out um, and looked for maybe what some of the research says. And there are a couple of pieces, I think, to this puzzle. The first one is one of my all-time favorites, which is fixed versus growth mindset. These terms come from the work of Carol Dweck. Um, I found this observation, honestly, one of the biggest brain bombs that I've ever experienced. I do write about this fairly often, so you might have seen me or heard me talk about it before because it has been such a force in my life. But just in a nutshell, the fixed mindset holds that we have a certain amount of intelligence or we have a certain amount of talent. And so, you know, everybody's just going to naturally sort of rise to their own level of excellence. And the shadow side of this is that if we fail, it means there is something innately not good about us, about who we are. So that just tends to lead to weird behavior. And Carol Dweck's book, Mindset, is a great read if you haven't picked it up yet. And she talks about, you know, observing that people with fixed mindset, uh, kids with fixed mindset are more likely to cheat on tests. And adults with fixed mindset are more likely to do things like do something unethical to make a business succeed. And that's not super surprising because with fixed mindset, failure is a reflection on who you innately are, who you are as a person. And most people's ego just won't accept that. So it can set them up for procrastination, it can set them up for bad behavior, and it also, if nothing else, it sets you up for just stalling out when you reach a plateau because you figure, well, I'm here, this is my level, this is what what I can do. And the other mindset, the, the counter to that is what's called growth mindset, and that's just the belief that the harder we work, the more good things we can make and have. So it's the belief that intelligence and creativity and talent, all of these things are metaphorically speaking, muscles that we can work and make stronger. So when people who have a growth mindset fail, they tend to see that as a reflection of the preparation that was put in. So they basically say to themselves, okay, well, that didn't work. What else could I try? What else could I throw at this? Now, these are not either ors, and you can be fixed mindset in some things and growth mindset in others. And most important, you can learn to go from one to the other, which of course is a growth mindset belief, but there's good evidence for it. So if you're wondering, you know, which you might tend to fall into, um, I'll give you a shortcut. If you were told a lot when you were a kid that you were smart, you probably have a big set of issues around fixed mindset. And if you were told a lot as a kid that you were dumb, you also probably have a lot of issues around fixed mindset. On the other hand, if when you were a kid, you got praised for working hard when you were working hard, then the adults around you were helping you develop more of a growth mindset. So when we're punching ourselves in the face and saying, get off Facebook, you stupid worm, you're never going to be successful. In one way, that 
that sort of speaks to growth mindset because it's a, an observation that what you're currently doing, your current input is not leading to the output that you want. You know, you need to make a transition and a transition specifically into putting more work in. But in another way, it often will speak to a fixed mindset as well, because a lot of times it comes with you're a worm, you're lazy, you know, you're not, you're not cut out to be successful, you need to be beaten up in order to accomplish anything, all of those messages, that part, not so helpful. So good old Hanneke Doistermott, a lovely person, a wonderful writer, she writes at enchantingmarketing.com. She wrote a really lovely blog post, I thought, specifically about how to keep practicing when it doesn't feel good. You know, when the work that we're doing is so far out of our comfort zone that it feels bad. You know, the writing feels like it sucks and we feel like we suck and it's, it just doesn't feel good to practice. So I will give you um, a link to that and it is at her blog, enchantingmarketing.com, but really good food for thought. And the only, you know, spoiler for you I'll share here is it's okay to get out of your comfort zone and practice is the way out. Even, you know, while in the moment it might feel like, oh, this doesn't feel as awesome as I wish it did. So let's move on to another chunk of research. Um, there is a fair amount of research around being kind to yourself. It seems to work better for most people to get out of procrastination than the kicking yourself down the stairs does. So for example, I was looking through British Psychological Society's Research Digest, you know, as one does, and I came across the, a study conducted by a guy named Michael Wool about college students and procrastination. And of course, I'll give you a link to, um, to the digest version of that in the show notes, and you can read the full paper if you want. The short version of that study being, essentially, he looked at college students and, you know, all of them procrastinate virtually. College students are usually by definition doing work that they're not good at yet, and it's uncomfortable and usually difficult. So he looked at college students who had procrastinated on a test and had not done well. They had procrastinated studying and they had not done well. And then he looked at college students' results taking a second test that same, you know, that same semester. And he observed that students who forgave themselves for that initial procrastination, so the ones who were able to say, okay, that wasn't really an awesome effort on that last test. I'm going to be kind to myself and I'm going to do better on the next one. Those were the people who did better on the next test, the ones who expressly forgave themselves. And I think sometimes we feel like it's self-indulgence to forgive ourselves. But being kind to yourself, respecting yourself and saying, no, the fact is the last effort wasn't great, but that doesn't mean I'm horrible or lazy or awful. It just means I didn't do a good job that time. And I care enough about myself to do a better job next time. That really seems to be associated with actually, you know, managing it. Whereas when you're mad at yourself and you yell at yourself, you feel so horrible that honestly you drain the energy that it takes to, to do better. So I would love, I have two main takeaways that I would love for you to bring away. So the first is really, if you want to have a better life in just about every way, so if you want to be more successful, as in, you know, better career, more money, if you want to be more creative, and also if you just want to be happier, then try and keep turning your focus toward that growth mindset. So if you find yourself saying, I'm just not cut out for this, or I'm, you know, I'm not good at this, I'm just, I don't have any talent. 
I hope maybe, you know, a little corner of your brain will remember this podcast. You can stop and say, you know, maybe I just need some more practice because nobody was born knowing how to write a great blog post and nobody was born knowing how to run a business or come up with a wonderful marketing plan. So any, you know, any work you can do, any gentle reminders to yourself you can do, these really can be life-changing and they can also change the lives of people around you. And if you do have any kids in your life, I hope that you will maybe remember this, praise them when they work hard and encourage them when they're having trouble by suggesting that they just need more practice, you know, to get the successes that they want. And then the second thing I would love for you to take away if possible is that when you are are tackling a big out of your comfort zone project, you know, you're launching a new site or you're going into a new direction and it's hard. I hope you could try to remember that most people are not productivity machines. So some people are, some people have that drive and that focus. Most people are just not consistently productive. It's very normal to have good days and bad days. And forgiving yourself for the silly day that you had yesterday, where you wasted that chunk of time that you had set aside to do work, doesn't make you a jerk and it doesn't make you a loser. It just means, you know, you made a... You made a bad decision that time, and next time you can make a better decision. And if you can, in addition to forgiving yourself, try and think about the fact that the kindest thing you can do for yourself is to actually do that work that's been kind of making you nervous or getting you into a procrastination mode. To think about that work being a kindness to yourself, even if it's difficult. And I think you'll find you make better progress. So hearkening back to that editorial meeting, that great truth that emerged from that conversation was when you're doing something big, try to remember that you don't have to do everything right now. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to be good at everything. You just need to do the next thing. And that can be such a relief when we're feeling overwhelmed. If you just, you know, figure out what's the next thing to do and do that and assemble, you know, what you need to have and go ahead and get it done, even if you can't see the whole path. That's how we get there. So quick reminder, we do have a new course coming up. And as it happens, the first lesson of that course is all about managing your mindset and managing your time, because those are very much two sides of the same coin. So I've worked with lots of writers over the years, dozens, if not hundreds. And I have seen some of the most talented writers get really held back because they don't hit deadlines. And I have seen this happen with writers who can create amazing results, you know, fancy conversion copywriters who can write sales pages that are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. And you think, well, that person can get away with anything. But if you can't manage your your own head and your time and your efforts well enough that you can get your deadlines, your clients or your employer are going to need to move on maybe later, maybe sooner. So our new course, because I have seen this as a thing that does hold people back, we're going to tackle it head on. Um, We're going to tackle it specifically for creative work because it's not the same as, you know, certain kinds of work where all the decisions are made for you. And we also have a bonus that you get instant access to talking about how to manage the stress of this 21st century content marketing thing. Because really sometimes it's a roller coaster. So we talk about how to take care of yourself so you can really do your best work because taking care of yourself is so often the key to creating really excellent output. 
So I am recording the final sessions on that course now. And then, you know, we need to just make a few tweaks, make sure that your user experience is really excellent. Heads up if you are listening to this episode around its original air date of March 2018, the launch price is going to be very, very attractive because we like to do that for first buyers. So it would be pretty smart of you to kind of get on it. You can go to www.copyblogger.com slash creative dash foundations dash interest. And if you're not good at listening to URLs, you can just go to copyblogger.fm. I'll have a link for you in the show notes. And that's just an interest list. It just lets you learn more when it's time for us to take new students. So, of course, you know, no commitment at this point. But if you want to know more about it um, and want to get a chance to get in when the price is super attractive, you probably do want to go ahead and move on that. So that's it for today. Today's dose of mindset and best practices and um, how to get our heads on straight so we can do something really cool and really amazing. That's it for today. Hope to see you next week. Take care.